Right now, let's welcome a very happy Cats man. He's just spent two weeks up in the tropics of Darwin, Northern Territory. He's now back, I'm sure, in uh, not-so-warm and tropical Geelong, host of the Cats Whiskers. Wes Cusworth with us on Sports Breakfast. Morning, Wes. Good morning, Jacob. Hello, Wayne. Great to speak with you both again. Yes, I uh, have returned to normality, and it's been a fairly inclement period of weather down here in Geelong uh, in my absence and uh, I'm just sitting at a couple of local footy grounds right now and I can see that they've copped an absolute battering and uh, clearly Geelong is contending with conditions that uh, perhaps uh, are less common over there in Perth and also certainly well far removed from what I saw up there in Darwin. Well yeah we've, we've had a lot of rain over here so perhaps not as far as removed as you think Wes but certainly from Darwin where you were before we talk about your cats what did you get out of the two weeks up in, in the Northern Territory? An extraordinary part of our great nation absolutely a fantastic experience it is um, in, an incredibly diverse country in which we live we know that and obviously Geelong is a long way away from Darwin and particularly from the Tiwi Islands. But to have the opportunity to go to Kakadu, Litchfield, to stand on Arnhem Land, to go down the East Alligator River where there's a thousand crocodiles and uh, and then to venture over to Bathurst Island and to catch up with a footy-loving community. Let me tell you, boys, that they are obsessed with the AFL. They get all the same sort of AFL coverage that we do in the major cities. And they have their Foxtel, they have their Channel 7, and they just absolutely relish. And I had my Geelong shirt on, and I had absolutely every single person coming over and wanting to tell me who they barracked for. So they love their footy. And I caught up with uh, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody's brother, Trevor, and uh, and we were just talking about Anthony's decision to step away from the game. But, you know, to catch up with the Tiwi Islanders, just a wonderful experience. Fantastic. And a great way to finish the home and away season for your cats with a... A crushing win over the Eagles. The Eagles were looking for the finish line, but the Cats went powering past. And an 85-point win, Patrick Dangerfield's 300th AFL game. Uh, all is right at, at Catland. Yes, indeed. Oh, look, I've got to say that the West Coast Eagles actually were, were pretty good early on, weren't they? They were pretty competitive, but probably what has been indicative of their season is just their capacity to run out of game and to, to stay with a, a really good quality side. Obviously, uh, that dropped right off, and, and Geelong just motored away and, and blew the margin out quite significantly uh, in a manner that, as I said, delighted perhaps the first quarter and a half. So, you know, Geelong obviously terrific form. Maybe not quite the preparation they required heading into finals. We know that some of the sides that they'll contend with, particularly in the top four, had much tighter games and, and really, really sort of competitive hit-outs uh, moving into finals. So this will be really interesting. But, you know, Geelong's done all they can to this point in the season and, and sit atop the table, deservedly so. It, it'll be really interesting to see the way in which it all, all unfolds. But I must say there is potentially a little bit of anxiety for Geelong supporters around the fact that we do play Collingwood in that first final and knowing full well that they've had some success against us at different times across the course of the final series in years past. I must say about uh, Dangerfield, his 300th game, there's only one thing missing, isn't it? And uh, this is the year, hopefully, that he might be able to put that on the cherry on top. Yeah, exactly right. This is the the achievement that he's missing. I, I, just from a skill set, I know that a number of Geelong supporters are a bit disappointed with the fact that, that his kicking really lets him down at different times. He's just such a a hard man at the ball and, and fantastic with his, um, you know, contested possessions and the like and just his speed around the ground and, and the 
prolific manner in which he gathers possessions, but perhaps his kicking lets him down and hopefully he can be um, sharpening up on those skills as we head into finals, mindful of the fact that this is the achievement. A premiership is obviously what he covets because it's the thing that he's missed out on to this point in time. But look, he's been a great player with both Adelaide and Geelong, obviously, and a, a local boy from down the Moggs Creek direction and uh, still spends a lot of time down there and uh, infrequently seen around town. So uh, we wish Danger well. Hopefully he can have a massive final series. Sam DeConning picked in the 22 under 20 under 22 team and five cats are in the All-Australian squad of 44. So there could be a few uh, making that team tonight. Yes, that'd be fantastic. Look, you know, for for mine, Tyson Stengel is a... You know, the man for the small forward position, obviously, Mark Witzavs is in the consideration. Jeremy Cameron, Tom Hawkins, Tom Stewart, all great players. I, I just think that, um, you know, it reflects well on Geelong's depth and the, the quality of players across the lines, which is outstanding. And, you know, it's interesting, as uh, you'll find out on this week's podcast, Anthony Petkovic takes us through uh, the Petkovic medal he loves to... Uh, sort of put forward who he thinks might be uh, up for the Kaji Greaves. But um, obviously there's a, there's a number of Geelong footballers that are clearly in contention for our best and fairest award. But in terms of the All-Australian squad or the All-Australian team, I reckon that um, Tyson Stengel is a walk-up start for a blazer and hopefully he's got a number of teammates alongside him. All right, what's your injury uh, situation? You know, we're talking of uh, Guthrie, I suppose, and... and uh, the, the College Asney? Yeah, there's a few that might be a little bit doubtful. Yeah, I think the time frame for Colin Jasney is the issue. Obviously, he needs to make sure that that concussion recovery is uh, dealt with appropriately. And, and I suppose the bye serves him well in that regard. I reckon probably the biggest concern is Jeremy Cameron's hamstring because we know full well that at different times when he's being troubled by a hamstring, you know, what apparently is a two or three week hamstring rest recovery period sometimes has blown out to four and five weeks and you know we just apparently Jeremy Cameron is saying that he's going to be right for that first final there won't be any issues there but you know Geelong in the minds of a number of people down here in G-Town Geelong won't win the premiership if Jeremy Cameron isn't playing so that's how importantly people value Jeremy Cameron's contribution to the Cats and he's the one that I really believe is under the microscope when it comes to the injury status right at the moment. Yep, yep uh, it's, a, it's a tough one because you don't want a recurrence you pick him for the first final, he does the hamstring it's probably season over but he is an important part of, of that group. Who's your number one ruck? Because John Segler played a really good game at the weekend he was only against Bailey Williams with all due respect to the young ruckman for the Eagles but Reece Stanley, he's had a bit of an injury interrupted year and Blitzarves has led the ruck at different times as well. Who's your first choice ruck if you're Chris Scott? Well I think Reece Stanley has actually had probably the best performed season that he may have had down here at Geelong and, and I think he's started to reveal the quality of player that he is. I mean Segler is obviously a very hard man and, and approaches the, the contest in a very different manner to Reece Stanley and Blitzovs has just got that versatility to, oh, he practically can play any position on the field, can't he? So I think we're, we're very fortunate in as much as there's a wealth of talent that we can draw on, but I'm going to go with Reece Stanley and just obviously that is um, contingent upon the fact that he's considered 100% fit. 
Now, I'll ask you a question. I mean, do you go into this final a little bit more confident than what you've done in previous years? We've seen Geelong being involved with finals for some time now, but it's probably they've had a uh, one-trick pony in a way with the, what their style of play. Are you more confident in that whatever situation Geelong will see themselves in the final, looking at what's happened during the season, that they've got other options, that they're, they've got a game plan B and, and C? Yeah, that's exactly right, Wayne. I, and for that reason, we do. I really believe that Geelong can approach the final series very confidently in the knowledge that finally, after a number of years of Geelong supporters lamenting Chris Scott's lack of plan B and, and, and lack of capacity, apparently lack of capacity to make adjustments, the relevant adjustments during the course of the game, I think that's changed this year. And I think for that reason, we can actually see that Geelong can just take it a step further and, and come away with the spoils, which would be um, really great recognition for a lot of players and, as we've discussed, be the, the cherry on top for the likes of Patrick Dangerfield. But, you know, Chris Scott, I, I still think as a coach, he's, he's still got a fair bit to prove in as much as we know that his home and away record is absolutely extraordinary. It's exemplary, but the reality is perhaps things have fallen down when it comes to finals. But Geelong's adjustment this year does give us cause for confidence heading into finals, for sure. Collingwood, a very worthy opponent up first for Geelong uh, at the MCG Saturday week. We'll talk more about that next week, Wes, as the finals roll ever closer. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much, lads. Uh, I do appreciate the opportunity to be elevated up the batting order. Um, very much appreciated. Oh, always a pleasure. Prime time for Wes Cusworth. You'll hear him on the, uh, the Cat's Whiskers podcast, which you'll hear Friday night and over the course of the weekend as well.